It wasn't for the longest time you were saying you weren't a mod moderator. No, I knew I was a mod. Sure no, I knew I was a mod. I just didn't know how to do any of this. And you're yelling at me. Fuck off. Oh, God. Children. Yes, Daddy. Drink. No, Daddy. Drink, or I'm going to open up your throat hole and put no, something Daddy, else in. No, Daddy, no. That's what I thought. Okay, I'll drink. There you go, no mod. I got a drink for you. Oh, you took a drink from him. Yeah, but now you took another one for him. Uh, you just want me drunk so I can take advantage uh, of me. Yeah, pretty much, actually. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, Danny Oakstead, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to This Week in MTG, your aggregate news podcast for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts, I'm Matt. Over there, we got Danny. What's up? And over there, we have Big G. Hey, hey. Very quick intro, because, oh boy, we got a lot of news to talk about today. This is like a, a legit jam-packed episode. Like, this is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with way too much jam packed into it. It's like peanut butter, jam, jelly, jam, peanut butter, sandwich. It's just stacked. Honestly, I'd rather have a uh, peanut butter banana sandwich. Oh, bless your heart. Do you, do you, when you make yours, or specifically, I know for me back in the day, my mom, when she would make them, she would toast it. Just like, no. just ever so lightly. Nope. Not, not to where it's like brown or anything, but just where you get like the, the, the crisp nope. on the toast. You have to have it so when you push down the middle, you just have a nice glob of peanut butter and banana. Did you ever watch uh, Nickelodeon and uh, Nick Jr.? There was their commercial see character how, called. See how far off he gets? called face and one of his favorite snacks was a peanut butter banana sandwich and because of face i wanted to eat peanut butter banana sandwiches all the time they're delicious they're good because of elvis i wanted to eat mine so but he had uh chocolate syrup on his yeah but and he couldn't. died on a toilet oh indeed on toilet yeah but okay face he just kind of got dropped off the face of the earth or and he, he changed color or he left the planet burp, burp, burp. Always, always in hiding. This week in conspiracies. Ooh, Trent. God. <laughs> We're gonna talk about conspiracies. That was already on our. I have a lot of conspiracies. Like, name. Okay. Ah, Bear Face was epic. Yes, he knows exactly what I'm talking about. Bear, you are a badass. Okay, uh, but moving on because again, we do have a lot of news to talk about. Let's begin this episode by thanking everybody who decided to come here. Thank you. Huge thank you. Pat yourselves on the back for being here. Round of applause. All the shenaniganery that happens there. Thank you. Also, want to give a big thank you to our amazing uh, Patreons that think that this content that you're about to be listening to is worth supporting monetarily. So, thank you. Wade97, Chapman, Amu the Fox, Colin, Noah, Slade, Third String Chapman, Nikki, No Modifier, Danny Drink, Steve, Jacob, Fuck. Christian, Maddie K, Barra, and Chimera. Thank you to each and every one of you. And if you want to be one of these badass motherfuckers that support us as well, go check out our Patreon page. We got a uh, we only got two tiers right now, and 
We've only had two tiers for the longest time. But either way, we got two tiers. First tier is the $3 tier. You support at $3 a month, and you get put into a monthly drawing for a booster pack, depending on uh, what month it is and what happens. Next month is we are drawing... What did we say we were drawing, or did we not say what we were drawing We haven't yet? said yet. Oh, we haven't said yet. Okay. Uh, so the August drawing is going to be... Commander Legends? Sure. Commander Legends had boosters. And so uh, you get put in a drawing for that. And at the $10 tier, you get put into a drawing for a commander card that is valued between $15 and $20. Uh, it could be foil. It could be fancy. It could be cool. All that stuff. And uh, when these drawings happen, it's typically the first weekend of the month. And there's kind of like a super secret live stream that you will get a link to that you can... Uh, come in check out and you know hang out we, we we like doing that with the patrons our patrons are really fucking cool we appreciate you we got a new follower too we got a new follower did that yep. pop up on the screen yep it did oh nice new followers that's uh monty moo monty moo monty moo welcome thank you for being a badass motherfucker as well greatly appreciate it. high fives all around ah <laughs> <sighs> I'm sorry oh if I scared boy. you away on that one. That was pretty bad. I know that was extremely cringy. Don't leave us. Don't leave us alone. <laughs> Garrett's a scary guy. Okay. Um, but uh, speaking of badass motherfuckers, we have our badass motherfucking sponsor, JDub Sports Cards and Gaming. Let's hear an ad from them. Meow. JDub Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening? J-Dubs has it all. Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. I gotta continue with this episode here. If you, Another one. You are gonna bitch at me <laughs> if I don't do it. Thank you, J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming. Good job, Garrett. Go check them out. Greatly appreciate there. And uh, we have another way if you want to support us. Uh, just realized we did that a little backwards. Jacobs has our playmats. And we also have playmats to sell. Uh, hit us up on any of the social medias and be like, yo, we want a playmat. And we'll be like, yo, we'll send you a playmat. They're 20 bucks a piece. We'll send them literally anywhere. We've sent them to Germany, Canada, Texas, uh, California, and shit. And we've been in talks of potentially seeing if we can get a fucking playmat shipped around, around the, the world. world. So we'll see how that turns out. But, uh, needless to say, we'll send these playmats out to anybody who needs them. JDubs also has them if you're in the FM area. Uh, they sell them for 20 bucks. You got to pay tax on that with us. You, we will, we'll work out shipping with you like a lot of the time there. So uh, that's what we got for the official podcast. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Breakdown. Business. Sure. Because now Up, we're in upselling. the breakdown. We're upselling. Upselling. We're upselling ourselves. We're giving ourselves a lot more credit than actually we deserve. So, breakdown 
in the breakdown, I tell you what's going to happen out in this uh, in this episode here for y'all. And starting off, we're going to go over to the Boggle Desk with Big G, who's going to tell us about some event reports and some salt reports. From there, going to talk about some upcoming events also at the Boggle Desk. Danny has a couple blog togs for us. Gasp. I completely forgot to put them on there. Gasp. <laughs> we'll see how fast we get through those, because then after that, we're going to jump into... Uh, it's been a while since we've we've called yeah. something like this, but definitely the meat and potatoes of this episode because there is a lot of shit in here that is going to be like news and thought cast combined as per usual of this week in MTG. We're going to talk about shit and then we're going to give opinions of our shit on this and then we're going to move on to the next news and rinse repeats that whole that whole thing. From there, going to jump to the Contra Currency section where we're going to talk about beautiful magic prices because there's a lot of magic prices to be talking about. From there, oh, the thought cast is going to be the adventures of Matt and Garrett. I believe it's Garrett and Matt in, in uh, the show bad. notes, sir. The, the adventures of Garrett and Matt coming to a theater near you <laughs> or on Barnes & Noble bookshelves near you. Uh, Straight to DVD. We're going to be... Hey, those still sell. We're going to be at uh, Second... Secondhand bookstore. Is that what that's called? The one next to the candy shop on 13th? I have no idea. Fifth Street, no. Fifth Ave? No. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. There's 13th a, Avenue Strip Mall. Yeah, oh. the, next to the Hornbachers there, there's a, a used bookstore. We're going to have a signing there of The Adventures of Garrett and Matt. Alrighty then, into the sugar and salt reports. Alright, so luckily, cool. So there's a like a bunch of things that got to happen. Magic things for me this weekend anyway. You know, Matt and I went down to the cities. We'll talk about more our city's area, more so Rochester. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But then on our way back, Matt just goes, you know what would be a perfect way to cap this night off? Let's get a commander pod going for the night. It was my idea. So we got that going. We got it rolling. And while I'm talking, Matt's going to make sure to color code the news. <laughs> Why would he do such thing? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just making sure that it gets done so we're not going, wait, who's doing it? Um, so we ended up getting Danny, Matt, myself, and our buddy Anthony over in my place. We played some Commander. We got three games in, which is really freaking awesome. You're welcome. Yep. Thank you for playing Group Hug on two of the two of the three games. I had to get a win. You had to. All right, so uh, my sugar report on this one is probably <laughs> just having a – Kind of nice, epic. I got to draw a bunch of cards, and I was you're welcome. I was gonna win anyway that turn Still, because of you're welcome. Hour of devastation um, for a fifteen, so everything got fifteen, fifteen, um, and then had a uh, maze's end uh, come out there, so everything got plus two, plus two, trample and vigilance. Not maze's end. Maze Runners. There, there we go. go. Thank you. Ma- Thank maze you. Run Forerunners. Thank maze, you. Maze and Forerunners. But then I just happened to play another creature and got to draw another card. And wouldn't you know it, I got to beat Matt with his dex theme before it got back to his turn. And I got to kill everyone with Infect. I just want to point out that all the times I play Infect, I don't win. <laughs> I get I get made fun of for playing infect and then we got big g coming around with his goddamn triumph of the hordes being like well nobody likes matt for playing infect so i'm gonna kill everybody with infect (laughs) just wanna 
highlight that there real quick. Here's the thing: you play you play Control Infect. It was not Control Infect. It you, was aggro. When was when you played when you played Infect before before you revamped your deck, that it was it was Control Infect. No, my first the, the 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 one before this one was Infect Reanimator. This one is Abzan Aggro Infect. Anyway, mine was just big green, big dumb green creatures that With got infect. bigger. In, that is the one infect card in the deck. Doesn't matter, still infect. It's an infect it's the deck. One? It's still no, it's deck. not. It is an infect, an infect deck. deck. It is clearly. Do an not make does any of it. Did any of his creatures have infect on it? Yes. No. They no, all did as soon as the Triumph of the Horde was oh cast. Oh my god, I'm going to beat the shit out of you, Matt. <laughs> it is not fine, an infect fine. deck. Here, any of those cards or those creatures had the word infect hard written on the card. Can I take a look at your deck? I don't have it with me, but I can guarantee you it doesn't. Not after I'm done with it. I will end in life. <laughs> like you did the other night. Yes. Womp womp. Actually, as <laughs> all three of us did the other night. Yeah, I killed all three of you at the same time. There was no mercy. Yeah. Everything was getting plus 17, plus, plus 17. Plus 18. You keep forgetting that. Oh, 18, 18. Triumph yeah. of the Horse does give a plus one, plus one on that. At, at, the, <laughs> at, the end, at the end of the day, though, did the extra one really matter? No. It fucking, it's rubbing salt into the wound there. And it is something that I would be crucified for just because. And you know it. Anyway, so my salt <laughs> report is actually from game two of that night. Um, because I was like, oh, I'm going, I'm going to play my, you know, big, dumb green creature deck. Now I'm going to play my elf deck because my big, dumb creature, green creature deck has like an elf sub theme because it's mono green. So what do you expect? And I just had things going nice and it was awesome. And then all of a sudden Anthony plays that favorite blue card for seven mana and psychrifts everything to my hand after I had just pretty much drawn half my deck anyway you're welcome but overall it was a great weekend of playing magic and it looks like some other folks had some good weekends too as we jump into the event results we are looking at the greenfield games magic dream hack qualifier results and this was a modern format event all right, looking at the top four meta game breakdowns, we have either four or five color Omnath decks taking up 16.67% of the meta, which is four decks. Azorius Control, which was 12.5% with three decks total. Rakdos Midrange, same stats. And finally, four color Archon of Cruelty taking up 8.3% of decks, which was two of the decks. And the top finisher, or at least the order that they have things in, so I'm just going to go off of that because they don't have places, they just have their records of 3-0, and oh, it looks like. Read the title. Oh my God. Read the title. What do you mean, read the title? Read the name for the, read the card deck. Yes. The deck oh, name. You mean the mono black boggles? Yes. yes. Yeah. Guess what? No what? black. It's a misnomer. Oh my god. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, there's no black, no boggle. God damn it. I know. I clicked on it and I'm like, mono black <laughs> boggles? Like, what are they doing? Just like, splashing um, blue or, or green? You, you green? can't you can't have mono black boggle. Yeah, it'd have to be like two color. Yeah, anyway, so this it's a misnomer for a Yorion deck. God damn it. And then the next deck, our next deck up is four color rhinos, which looking at both of the deck lists for these ones, it's um, no Yorion deck. Well, yeah, it's a Yorion, but 
they're pretty typical. You got the crashing footfalls, the force and negations, all of the, you know, Omnath, Fury, Solitude, Time Raveler. So there's that. And then I think Danny will be happy here. Mono Red Prison deck. So burning shit, taking shit, using Magus of the Moon to get those, you know, multicolored decks to say, fuck my life, along with the Blood Moons. Staring Ooh. Bridges, Karn pack, Karn Tutor package here. Okay, so speaking of in Staring Bridge and a mono red deck, were you guys present for the, this was a while back, and I think, Matt, you would maybe be the only one that would have been present because, Danny, you didn't show up to League too much? Nope. Um, when Trev Tice just kept holding on to a land card in his mono red deck, he had in Snaring Bridge out, and just kept getting hit for one, and all of us are sitting there going, the fuck are you holding on to that land for? What are you doing? Play the freaking land. He can't attack you. What is going on? Well, our friend Trev, you know, he works overnights. So when it gets to Saturday, he's kind of running on Mountain Dew alone. Yep. <laughs> Mountain Dew and marbles at this point. Um, and we asked him about it after, and he goes, well, I just wanted to keep the land in hand in case I get in or a searing place. And we, like, Wade and I just looked at him going, what are you thinking? You, it might not have won you the game, but at least would have, you would have been using your deck the way it should have been. Oh, anyway. so what happens when you play magic off of Mountain Dew and Marbles. Right. All right. And then the fourth, or the fourth listed deck is Golgari Yogmoth with a splash of red for some sideboard tech in the form of Magus of the Moon. And uh, it's really not like splashing red in there for that because you could just tutor up with yeah. Court of Calling, Eldritch Evolution, shit like that. And it's just as, as, as a way to knock off the uh, the the four plus color decks. Oh, yeah. And that's the only way they're getting them. So never mind. Yep. Never mind. My bad. Don't worry. Right. I, I got you, boo. Thanks, boo. All right. So the top four played cards total, and then we'll break down spells and creatures after. Number one slot is Teferi Time Raveler having 35 copies, 38% of the decks. Counterspell, 34 copies, 38% of the decks. Ragavan, Nimble Pilferer, 32 copies, 33% of the decks. And Danny's favorite card, Lightning Bolt, taking up 32 copies and 42% of the decks. Very interesting thing here. Like when I see Teferi Time Raveler as being like the number one card here, my first assumption is that uh, people were teching to have, you know, to play against living in rhinos and things like that. But um, uh, with Azorius Control being second percentage of the deck, I guess. Uh, Makes sense. That it's up there. But all the five or the four color decks, they're also running Teferi to, to fight against rhinos and living in. So people were. People exactly. were ha- running that more. Yep. For that. And so, counterspell. Everybody loves a good counterspell. Our top creatures. Number one spot, Ragavan. Again, 32 copies, 33% of the decks. Number two, Solitude. 31 copies, 33% of the decks. Omnath, Locus of Creation. 24 copies, 25% of the decks. And Seasoned Pyromancer. 19 copies, 21% of the decks. Top spells. Uh, I don't think anyone will be surprised by the top three to furry time raveler counterspell and lightning bolt taking up their original spots because you know, those were three of the top four played cards. 
And number four, Expressive Iteration, has 31 copies and 33% of the decks. So there is that event results for you. Now jumping up to a upcoming event, and we talked about this a little while back. It's the NRG Series in Chicagoland. It's trial weekend coming up this week. So Saturday, get your modern decks ready for that 10K trial. Sunday, get your legacy decks ready for the 5K trial. And that is the two main events that are happening this weekend. We will provide the um, website link for you in the show notes. But a little quick note, uh, if you are in that area and wanting to go to play for the modern, right now they have 150 of the 300 slots filled. And Legacy, you got a little bit more grace where they have 53 of the 226 slots. So, there you go. Danny, it's your turn. Okay. It's time for the Blogatop. Sure. First up, we go to... Pull it up. Invisible Jack Wigan. They ask, one, while I'm not complaining, do you know why Animar... Got new non-borderless art when he was reprinted in Double Masters 2022. The reason I picked this is for Mark's reply. Um, each reprint set gets allocated a certain number of new pieces of art. The art director decides what cards to spend it on. There are a large number of reasons why they might choose the cards they do, but it usually comes down to making the card more exciting. But next we go to, is it? it's either this or that. This comes from looking up and down. They ask, is it, the question is, is it really strange seeing all the requests to go back to the block structure when for years we'd see people begging to go to another plane in the middle of the second set? So this brings us back to, what, 2010, 2015? They changed the uh, the sets uh, for 2012, I think. No, Ixalan was... Uh, changed off of set blocks because they were all blocks before. Well, no, because uh, or Kaladesh, the Battle of Zendikar were all oh they were two. before and they were before Exelon. Uh-huh. Okay, there we go. So, anyways, Mark replies, "It's a great story about how a pro player came up to me at a pro tour and complained why we didn't why we didn't make cards like Necroponents." anymore i reminded him that five years earlier at a different pro tour he yelled at me at length for making necropotence he said good point yeah this just dives into a little bit of a you're gonna make some people happy you're gonna make some people wish that they had the old thing back when you changed something so yeah grass is green on the other side i I feel this is is something that we've mentioned before on the podcast where you know magic players will complain just because to complain well we, we want variety, but just not too much variety. Well, or, or pulling information from, you know, like, we're, we're just a smaller division of the whole magic pool of, of players and stuff that are just more okay with being vocal, interacting and stuff online as compared to, you know, everybody else. And they're more focused on everybody else than just us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is kind of the whole funny that, it's all the same shit that we say every every other week. Why can't we go back to the three sets? Oh, God. Yeah. All right. So jumping into the news, first things up, we've got introducing Historic Anthology 6 and Explore Anthology number 1. Available 
July 28th until October 5th for 400 gems or 25k in gold. Each bundle contains four copies of 20 powerful, iconic, and popular cards that open up new deck building options. For a taste, here's a couple for us to check out as teasers. So we have Goshintai of Life's Origin, Tarmogoyf, and Avacyn, Angel of Hope, coming in the Historic Anthology. And then some teasers for the Explorer Anthology. We have Favored Hoplite, Supreme Verdict, and Cultus, Traitor of Get. So, more of these cards are going to be revealed starting July 27th, so this week. So make sure you're paying attention to the social medias for all of that kind of stuff. There's so many people that are happy for this. First off, uh, Tarmogoyf. Just coming into it is just going to be great. In historic. I do want to yeah. comment. They did say here, if these cards cause issues, we will look to address them indirectly through live balancing or ban them if necessary. Which then we're going to report on how freaking magic players are getting pissed off that they bought the anthology and some of these cards are going to be freaking banned. Yeah. Tarmogoyf is going to be too powerful. They're going to make it <sighs> one, one green green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Barra. Avison Angel of Hope is uh, again put into the Historic Anthology. Six. That's right. For uh, the low, low price of, of five colorless and three white pings, you too can make all of your in your permanents indestructible. Yes. Yep. All right. So there is that. We've got Anthology news coming up, so I'm sure we will report some more of that coming up soon. All right, but we do have the Arena Open coming up this weekend, July 30th to the 31st, so make sure you are staying tuned on that. We reported last week how it works. Remember, you can enter day one events as many times as you want. Either it's best of one or best of three, but day two, you can only play in it if you get a token from day one, so you have to win one of those day one qualifiers to get into day two, and the prizes... You've got your plethora of different prizes here for you. Um, again, those will be listed. We talked about them last week. And then until July 28th, remember, you can be playing that Dragons and Dungeons Historic Singleton all-access event. So you have access to all the cards. And you can win some wonderful rules text versions of your cards. All right. There we go. Okay. Oh, no. That's Danny. Yeah, I was going to say, what the fuck are you talking about? I color-coded it even. Yeah. <laughs> are you colorblind now? Maybe. <clears throat> Maybe. Uh, so, some exciting news for those who aren't following Hasbro, but follow Hasbro at the same time. Um, on their Twitter, uh, Hasbro Pulse announced, we are excited to announce Hasbro PulseCon is back. Save the date is Friday, September 30th, and Saturday, October 1st. Um, you can register to stay in the loop at HasbroPulse.com backslash PulseCon2022. No idea what that is. It's, it's kind of like a, a Hasbro-specific event. Uh, we're going to mm. talk about this here in a second. Like Wizards Presents, Hasbro's presenting a bunch of stuff uh, that they're doing with their properties and stuff. Nice. And I figure, you know, it's one of those things to put in. It's just quick news if uh, people are interested. But the one that people are probably most interested on, the uh, uh, some of the Big, big news that happened last week. Last Thursday, on the weekly MTG live stream with Blake Rasmussen, 
there was a bunch of information that dropped for Dominaria United. Did you all watch the live stream? No. Was working. I uh, was working too, there, sir. It, okay, so very good stuff. I know you weren't working. You dropped your card. You dropped those cards off over here on Thursday. I was. Oh well, then I was. I was working technically. I had orientation for my new school district, and I was doing work for the podcast, sir. Okay, I can't argue against that. Then. Yes, yeah. sir. What were you doing, sir? I was picking up those cards, putting them down, and then coming back and watching the rest of the stream. We had a uh, something that we try and do on the Discord. Join uh, the This Week in MTG Discord. We do uh, live viewings of events and stuff like that, which there'll probably be one coming up for The Wizards Presents, which will get mentioned here in a second. But first off, Dominaria United. Last Thursday, Blake Rasmussen was talking about and showing off all the new stuff that comes with Dominaria United. Primarily, we got some key dates that are going to be happening. Dominaria United Story is going to be happening between August 10th through the 18th. It sounds like it's going to be going in the same structure as previously, where there's going to be uh, story articles that get put up on the mothership that you can read through. And then you're going to have, a on August 16th, a look at Dominaria's history and world building. Rewind here a little bit. This is a big deal because this is this, kind of like the kickoff to Wizards of the Coast Magic the Gathering 30th anniversary and stuff so this is kind of like uh their 30th anniversaries next year but from now until next year there is going to be a lot of shit that is happening to celebrate 30 years of magic the gathering well and then the other part too that dominaria it seems like they're kind of alluding to will be kind of the infinity war part that they've been building up now since the end of war of the spark Yes, it, it was confirmed by Blake Rasmussen. So, uh, Dominaria United, Brothers War, the, the last two sets that we know of currently. We were given the release dates and the code names for the sets coming out in 2023. And he did say that the first two are going to be in Dominaria or te- like tied, tethered to Dominaria. Story-wise, doesn't necessarily mean it'll be on Dominaria, but it's going to like follow that storyline there. No, it is not a set. They're all individual sets. Imagine like what happened with uh, Hunt and Vow. Crimson Hunt and Cri- Crimson Vow and Midnight Hunt. There we go. That kind of a thing. I got there. Okay, uh, Dominaria's history and world building, August 16th. August 18th is going to be the debut video and previews beginning with The Wizards Presents. And Wizards Presents, noting right here, right now, it's kind of their, uh, what they've done in the past, it's more of a formal name of where it's just like, here's the roadmap of what we're doing. And it's just like, going to be a huge, big event. Um, like, they've done it before. Um, they have a bunch of trailers coming out. They now say the non-code names of what's getting announced and there's going to be previews and more non-preview important date information and there's definitely going to be talking about like the pro tour and stuff and all that that there so wizards present this one is important mark your calendars august 18th for that and again maybe join the discord because we'll do a live gathering talking and stuff christian i see you on august 26th the dominaria united card gallery is fully complete august 19th the dominaria commander previews will happen and the commander preview gallery will be completed on the 22nd so it'll be happening it'll full commander previews are going to be coming out before the full set so you'll be able to see that uh and this one we're going uh wizards of the coast is going back to the original 
uh, s- release schedule of where it's going to be put out on digital first instead of paper. Uh, as with New Capenna, they did a paper release before the digital release on Moto and Arena. So September 1st is the MTG Arena and Magic Online release. Pre-release events, including Dominary United Jumpstart boosters, will be happening September 2nd through the 8th. And then a worldwide release September 9th. Launch weekend is the 9th through the 11th. Game day, 17th of September. Commander parties will be happening September 30th through October 2nd. And the store championships will be October 15th through October 22nd. Okay, there are a bunch of cards I was shown here. And uh, one of the first cards that were shown was Lanawar Lone Speaker. This is a buy a box promo, but you can also pick them up in set, booster, draft, and jumpstart, and collector boosters. But uh, the the uh, the buy a box specific version of this uh, is Lanawar Lone Speaker, Green One Elf Druid. Tap add a mana of any one color to your mana pool. Tap target land you control becomes a three three elemental creature with haste to land of turn is still a land only activate as a sorcery. So. And it has like the other non buy box versions of it. Uh, they also released images for the game day promos. So participating in the event, you get a touch the spirit realm. If you make it into top eight of the game day promos, you get a workshop war chief. And if you win, you get a Shivan Devastator. No, 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 that's not that one. These ones are all promo cards, three promo cards that are for all participants. It's the next ones that will be given out to the store championships. My bad. Scratch that. Rewind. So, yes. Uh, Touch of Spirit Realm, Workshop, War Chief, Shivan Devastator, which is a new card, are all going to be these promo cards available to participants while supplies last at your LGS. The ones that are cool and dope and uh, competitively viable are for the store championships taking place October 15th through the 22nd. For participating, you get a Spell Pierce, which looks really fucking dope. Uh, I highly recommend uh, when you get a chance to look at these cards uh, to those listening because they look really cool. Uh, Gilded Goose. Hold on, hold on. Do I got the thing set up here? Boom. Live stream viewers, enjoy. So, Spell Pierce to all the participants. Get that. Top eight, get a Gilded Goose. Notice the fish in its mouth. It is eating a fish. Don't know why, but. And then the winner of your store championship will get a textless Omnath Locus of Creation. And people lost their shit about this pretty significantly. What, what do you guys think of that card? What, what do you think of the, like the uh, the store championship promos, the game day promos? So like the the championship ones, I, I dig Spell Pierce. It's a pretty common card, so it's not like it's a hard card to get a hold of. So that's nice being the everyone gets at the top eight. Gilded Goose. The art looks great. I love that it's got the wingspan out there. I have mixed feelings on the Omnath. Oh, really? Because So, like, to me, that version of it doesn't, like, I was talking with Slate about this in the store when I was picking stuff up and dropping stuff off on Thursday. And a lot of people that were in the shop were talking about it. Looks like a uh, a bowl of jelly beans got next to some gamma radiation, and then the artist is going, "Hey, let's do the Hulk, but without a Hulk face, and throw in some different colors too, at the same time." So it's one of those things. It's cool, and if I happen to be lucky enough to get one, awesome. I'll throw it in my commander deck. 
lucky enough to get one because of participating and winning the event or lucky enough to get one in a trade or purchasing after the fact? Yes. <laughs> but, no, well, ideally I'd want to win it, but, you know, obviously the the thing with these cards and then even judge promo cards too is some people, as soon as they get them, they just sell them off and they try to make a quick buck off of them. So It's very true. Uh, little side note on that comment. There are a lot of people right now posting their Smothering Tithe, their... Yep. Uh, parallel lives and what was the other one was that omniscience as their judge promo cards a lot of people are now posting those up so if any of those interest you check out your local facebook marketplace or on twitter to to see who's selling what if you want to to get one of those judge arts but no i like i dig the cards they selected i don't know about out of all the cards omnath being the textless one In, in defense they did do that with Cryptic Command as well. Yeah, but then that's the thing too. Like Cryptic Command, it's you pick one of three things, whereas Omnath, there is a certain order. So it's not like, oh, I'm going to do this and this. It's, oh shit, I, my first land drop, is it this or this? And obviously players that play the card will know it. Oh yeah, I, but, I don't play the card and I know it. But some. I'm mainly thinking about um, new players who go up against this and they happen to be playing somebody that has this and they go, wait, what the fuck? And they have to either pull it up or they have to remember it. And it's, or call a judge. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be that bad. I don't Again, falling back on like the, uh, cryptic command discussion of when that was a thing. It's like, yeah, textless. It, it, it shows off badassery of being able to know what the card does necessarily. But I mean, that's the thing is that's, if that's me getting nitpicky, that's about it. I mean, which is fair. It's a cool card. Very fair and very valid. Okay, so now we have information on the story. There's key art that was shown here, and maybe we'll talk about some of the potential uh, stuff with the Planeswalkers that we see here more towards the end or whenever, whenever Danny feels. Okay, so a couple more cards that were previewed. We have Evolved Sleeper. Black. Uh, Black Human with uh, that's a one one you pay a black evolved sleeper becomes a human cleric with base power and toughness to two you pay one and a black if evolved sleeper is a cleric put a death touch counter on it and it becomes a phyrexian human cleric with base power and toughness three three then it has black black one if evolved sleeper is a phyrexian puts a plus one plus one counter on it then you draw a card and you lose a life so those that uh heard phyrexians Frexians are a thing that are going to be coming back. Not a lot of else information has been announced with this, but I'm going to quickly uh, move back here real quick since talking about Frexians. One of the game day promo cards, Shevin Devastator, new card that is coming out in Dominaria. The flavor text, people jumped on this right away when this was announced. Flavor text of this dragon, which is Red X00 Dragon Hydra Flying Haste. It enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it. This thing is a fucking house. Just want to say that right now. It could be a one mana three three if you have uh, the Dragon Tempest or whatever the yep. Crucible of Dragons. Uh, anyways, um, the flavor text reads: There were many reasons why Shiv was not high on Shieldred's list of places to conquer. Big, fiery reasons. <laughs> so, uh, kind of solidifying the fact that maybe Shieldred is here. Will we see a updated Praetor card of Shieldred? We don't necessarily flavor, know. Flavor text, though, isn't always an indicator of cards that will be in the set, though, because I was 
scrolling TikTok and I follow uh, Gavin on TikTok. Um, and he was talking about Jaya because Jaya will be in this set. Um, kind of about her story about how we had first gotten a glimpse of her in flavor text from Ice Age, but she didn't show up until uh, time shifted. No, uh, Tempest. No, it was it, it was uh, one of the, the future site sets. Okay. But yeah, so she didn't show up until then. So I'm not saying that she won't, they won't, but it's cool to kind of sit there and go, oh, cool. I didn't realize that the character had been referenced, but hadn't gotten a card until much later. Same with Asmore, Madri de Kaida, Il Kulbakar, whatever the fuck that is. I'm proud of you still for remembering that. Thank you. Was it correct? No. Yeah. Yeah. Flavor text, Shieldred might have a reason of being on Dominaria. Uh, Next card. Uh, we have Monty Moo that is excited for this Jaya right here. We have Jaya, Fiery Negotiator, Red Red 2 for a 4-loyalty Jaya Planeswalker. Has a plus 1, create a 1-1 one, one Red Monk creature token with prowess. Pretty fucking dope. Neg 1, exile the top two cards of your library. Choose one of them. You may play that card this turn. Neg 2, choose two target creatures opponent's control. Whenever you attack this turn, Jaya, Fiery Negotiator negotiator it's just dawning on me just talking negotiating stuff uh jaya fiery negotiator deals damage equal to the number of attacking creatures to that creature and then you have a neg eight there's four abilities on this neg eight you get an emblem with whenever you cast a red instant or sorcery spell copy it twice you may choose new targets for the copies this thing is pretty fucking cool and monty moo very right to be all in for uh for the jaya thing looks so good and the art looks really good i highly recommend uh to those just listen to the podcast go go find these cards go go to uh magic.com and and look at the gatherer page for them next up new card temporal firestorm red red three sorcery has kicker of white one and or blue one you may pay an additional white one and or blue one as you cast this spell and then it reads choose up to x target creatures and or planeswalkers you control where x is the number of times this spell was kicked for those those permanents phase out temporal firestorm deals five damage to each creature and each planeswalker so just kind of a, a big board wipe here to where you can save a creature or two creatures or two planeswalkers and just kind of wipe the board. Control decks are going to have fun with that. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. And now, oh, it's not, it's choosing up to two. So it's no target, no, no Hanada shenanigans you, yeah, here. You are a, you go ahead and protect your shit, let it phase out and then bam, everything's gone. Yeah, I think Hanada decks would probably play this still in standard. Okay, um, yes, and then it says here again, August 18th, more information is going to be coming out about Dominary United. So seriously, mark your calendars, watch it. There'll be videos out. I mean, you don't have to watch it the day up, but we would appreciate if you jump into the Discord and join us as we do it. <laughs> okay, now the biggest thing, the biggest thing is you've probably heard about before you got here, the Lost Legends. Yep. Oh, okay, okay. So 
I'm going to read this verbatim right here. Dominaria United is an inflection point between celebrating Dominaria's past and looking ahead to the future with a story that crosses into the multiverse. Magic turns 30 years old in 2023, and we're kicking off Magic the Gathering's 30th anniversary celebration with Dominaria United. We're making it legendary, literally, with a few special features for this release. The first among these is one of the most exciting additions to sets ever. Dominaria United Collector Boosters featuring cards from Physical Legends Boosters printed in 1994. And it has a couple cards here that they're showing that are very hype. The Tabernacle at Pendrel Vale Moat and OG Nikki B. Nickel Bullis. Legend cards such as those and many more will appear only in Dominaria United Collector Boosters and we're serious that we pull these from Legends boosters you can see a video of it happening and stuff and then uh there is an article of what you can and cannot find in the lost legends here because there are a few that you cannot get additional phone cards will not be included there's a handful of cards that will not be included for a vast majority of reasons uh ranging from uh decency to uh the culturally insensitive stuff so uh, cards not in here we have alabaster's potion barbary apes cavern of despair cleanse craw giant darkness really darkness og darkness that's fog uh flesh counter gwendolyn de Corsi. this one because it is very risque imprison Invoke Prejudice, Nether Void, Pradish Gypsies, Pyrotechnics, Relic Barrier, Sylvan, Li- Sylvan Library. I just saw that Sylvan Library is not going to be one of the cards that you can get in Legends here. I think it has something to do with the original art. Is it? I think. Oh. Yeah, the artist Harold Mantha, he was a Nazi. So, uh, Wall of Oppression. They don't want to support that guy because he was a Nazi. <laughs> I think that's most of the cards. Yeah, mo- most of them were. Let's see, Alabaster Potion, Harold, yep, Barbary Apes. No, it's another guy. Don't know that one. Uh, Harold, done by Cavern of Despair. Cleanse was one of the first ones in the wave, uh, first sweep of culturally insensitive cards. Uh, Cleanse invoked prejudice and uh, Pradish Gypsies. Then, let's see, Pyrotechnics. No, nope, not Harold, another person. Relic Barrier, Harold. Sylvan Library, Harold, yeah. Well, when you're being a Nazi, you don't get your cards sent out in uh, extra packs there. But, yeah, they apparently found, there's a, I don't know, like a five-minute video where Marshall Sutcliffe is doing like kind of a introduction and interview kind of thing of how this came to be. There was a warehouse somewhere in Washington State that was closing down wizards bought it they get there and they say that there are rows and rows of pallets of legends booster boxes originally printed in 1994 and it kind of corresponded with their plans this happened this had to have happened a few years ago this ain't something that is just like within the last few months it's like oh we're doing dominaria united let's just put this stuff in there this had to have been a while ago and um so they get these cards, they get them back, they record them, starting to open them up at Wizards headquarters and uh, sorting, going through them and, and shit there. And the 
Legends cards in collector boosters will be at a pull rate of 3%. You'll at 3% of the time in a collector booster and only a Dominaire United collector booster will you be able to get a Legends card. And at the same time, quick reminder, Legends cards, not all of them are necessarily expensive like a Tabernacle, a Moat, or OG Nikki B and stuff like that because, because a lot of them are just like pennies because they're just like janky stuff yeah. uh one of the ones that stick in the top of my mind is one was, that blake rasmussen was talking about um a forest cat or whatever it's like three and a green for a two three with forest walk that's all and it's like monetary values like 50 cents or something like that and uh noted as well legends cards have reserve list cards on them pendril moat are all are both on the reserve list and people you got you got people online that are talking about how this is a sham that Wizards is going around and breaking the reserve list rules because they don't necessarily believe that Wizards got access to a warehouse with pallets of Legends boosters. And they're saying and people are online already tossing out speculations saying that these cards are new cards printed, but they're putting in the facade. That they were, and this is a conspiracy. This is not accurate. This is not confirmed. No corroboration. So speculation, conspiracy, and shit like there. So let's have a little fun. Let's let's deep fry that for a hot second there or something. I I think they actually found them, or they've had them for a while, and it's just like you said. Hey, we know we're going back to Dominaria. We've got this big roadmap. We just know it'll be five years down the line. Let's hold these till then. Mm -hmm. So. I don't think it's reprinting, and you know what? So what? Who cares? The people that care about their reserve list, the ones that have the reserve list cards, the ones that are the ones stocking that, them the ones in their that, safety deposit It's boxes. the ones that don't play cards. They look at them. The collector aspect. <laughs> we got uh, Big G having an argument with his hand there. About no, that, this is it. all the reserve list people yelling oh. at me. Ah, uh, gotcha, Like, gotcha. I don't mind it because I have them... I, money card but it's still <laughs> i don't care about the reserve list anymore but i honestly, have a money card but mine's gonna be fine no matter why it's like obviously the reserve list should be banned and i mean the ones that i have too i just have the og duels so please yes reprint them yes make it so i can readily access these rather than having to penny pinch and try to save up or yeah, get rid of a good chunk of my collection that I might have used later just to get one card. Mm-hmm. We're still in the belief here. Mark Rosewater, Blake Rasmussen have both gone on saying that the abolishment of the reserve list is something that most likely will not happen. This is a weird loophole, though, of putting out reserve list cards back in circulation here because, again, Wizards was hap- was able to like pick up all these cards and now they're putting them back out and there are people on the finance the mtg finance side that are like oh, what's this going to do the the fucking prices of some of these cards and again some of these legend cards are not that expensive so i don't know if it's going to have that big of an effect but we're definitely going to be seeing uh they're all at like a normal pull rate too so yeah. like a tabernacle is like at rare value it's yeah. still going to be like rare pull rates back in 94 that'll then get put into like three percent i don't know if that's going to like affect the fucking collector purchase price of, of I don't, cars like that it'll take a small dip and just to kind of address what trout's saying trout yeah honestly i wouldn't mind reprinting of duels but i'm not saying hey just make a pack that has only duels in it 
you know, do something special with it, whether it's something along the lines of an ultra super secret layer type of thing, or it's something like that where it's not a guarantee you're going to get them. But at the same time, putting more of them into circulation can only help players get into different formats, help players build up a collection Mm -hmm. without taking away value. Because you know what? Here's the thing. Alpha, beta, revised, you know, all those cards that are on the reserve list from there that people want, those versions of those cards are still going to hold their value. Yeah, sure. Just like everything that gets reprinted, it's, it'll take a small dip, but then people will go, oh, but wait, I want that version. I want the old one. We've... And that old one's price is going to go right back up, if not even higher. Yep. And that's going to be because, you know what? Pull rates back then. Pull rates back then. They weren't making as many cards. No. Nope. Back then. Yes. So there's not as many in circulation. So it's it's one of those things where it's kind of a my personal belief just because yep, you know what, I do like having the good cards that do things that I want and do it effectively. So you know I don't have to shock in my land or anything like that, or it doesn't automatically come into play tapped. Right. It's nice to have those. And like right now for me, I'm just trying to get the one of each for commander purposes, so there's that. One thing I'm ex- uh, I'm curious to see how it will like play out in the long run of something like this. The fact that Wizards has shown that they will buy old products for shit like this is it like can we can we look at legends getting put in these collector boosters as maybe I don't know, like them dabbling into oh if we did it if if it had good uh, reception in Dominator United. What's stopping us from, like, doing an unlimited in whatever? But then at the same time, like you said, it's only a 3% chance within the collector boosters only that you can even pull one of these cards. But then within that 3%, you have a further breakdown of pull rates. Yeah, of of the rarity of all the stuff. More than likely, you're going to get that forest walking cat over OG Nicobolis or any of the other higher priced cards out of Legends. Mm Mm-hmm. But at the same time, is it going to be badass to fucking pull one? You bet your sweet ass. Yeah, I think it would be cool. Uh, there there was somebody that broke down the numbers. If you wanted to get, like, it, it'd be cheaper for you <laughs> to get an actual box of Legends. Like, just buy that to get original Legend cards than going off of wanting to get them from the collector boosters in Dominaria United. Uh, Price-wise, percentage-wise, it works out just... just if, if you got the money for these collector boosters to try and like pull a Tabernacle, a Pendrel, Bell, yeah. or Moat, just go with an original Legends box. You're going to do... You're going to have better return on that than just collector boosters. So I... And that aspect of the, the, the collection purposes, so... But yeah... No, that's that's kind of just where I stand. Like, this is a cool thing to do, and it's going to be, you know, there's the chase cards as of right now in Dominaria United. Okay, cool. I'm going to buy the collector booster just so I can get that. Yeah, and, and we don't even know, like, what the, the cards in Dominaria United are that the, the chase. Are we going to get, like, uh, the uh, Regiment, Ren and Six, yeah. Dockside Extortionist kind of a f- card in this set? And who knows? So, I don't know. I, I yeah. do. I do want to note as well that these are worldwide. There will be worldwide collector boosters. It wasn't specified if it was like English only printed collector boosters or if it will be in 
Chinese and Italian collector boosters as well. Like the, and I would the guess legends though, cards. The legend card but, would be in English no matter what. Yeah, so. Yes. But uh, it, they didn't say if it was getting put in uh, whatever other language printing collector boosters or if it would be English boosters that do get sent out around the world. I will say this too, though. I know when we had talked about this, you know, the, the hidden treasures piece of it, at least they're announcing this and it's not just a hey only the first printing boxes like it was in zendikar it's any collector's booster could have these yes so, that that's pretty cool. cool i'm excited to see all the all, all the mtg drip fucking jay jay was gonna if he if he gets some of that trip good for him we got to see some jay drip there but um moving on here the Dominaria, there's legendary creatures. There's going to be a legendary in each pack. They comment that here. Uh, set draft collector boosters will contain a legendary card in each booster, showing off a cast of beloved legendary car- characters that longtime fans will recognize. And they show a picture of what we can assume, not confirmed, but can assume that it's braids. Uh, the black mana braids there. And yep. a bunch of the Cabal minions getting their heads like evaporated. <laughs> Now, this is the exciting part here. So we were just talking about Legends, old Legends. They're doing this thing called Legends Retold. Legends Retold. It's going to be a box topper uh, a box topper thing here that you can get in set, draft, and collector boosters. These Legends Retold box toppers will contain traditional foil cards from among 19 legendary creatures and one planeswalker each a new design inspired by a legendary card found in the original legends set so ramirez de perto pillager is the new card but ramirez de perto was like a seven mana two seven with island walk or something like that but the new ramirez de perto is black blue two for a four three legendary human pirate that reads, when it enters the battlefield, you lose two life and create two treasures. Whenever one or more pirates you control deal combat damage to a player, exile the top card of that player's library. You may cast that card for as long as it remains exiled. This card is fucking stupid bonkers. Just going to say that now. That doesn't even need to be like pirate-centric. It's still good. Uh, Torwakwauki, Torwauki the Younger, is three black red for a 3-3 legendary human archer with reach and lifelink if another source you control would deal mon combat damage to a permanent or a player it deals that much damage plus one to that permanent or player instead rakdos burn anybody whenever you cast an instant sorcery spell tor waukai the younger deals two damage to any target and so these are all cards that were had an original printing in legends and they're just kind of like a, a ho-hum legendary creature because fun fact as well to those that didn't know legends was the first time that there were multicolored cards yep. mm-hmm. and were the first time that legendary creatures were a thing yep because that's where all the the inspiration for edh commander came from is the legendary dragons yes because you had nickel bolus chrome chromium I'm drawing a blank on the rest of them, but let's keep moving forward. (laughs) Next up, they showed a Jasmine Boreal of the Seven, white green one for a 2-4 legendary human druid. It has tap, add, green, white, spend this mana to only cast spell creature spells with no abilities. Creatures you control with no abilities can't be blocked by creatures with abilities. So there's going to be 20 cards total, 19 legendary creatures, one planeswalker. They're clearly going to be 
showing these off as soon as time goes on. We can only speculate what they're going to be. You can look through the list. I'm pretty sure like maybe we're going to see a Rasputin. I think that was in Legends as well. Now, as for the Planeswalker that's going to get made, it could be anywhere. Like maybe we'll see a fucking Slivers Planeswalker or maybe we'll see... Don't don't get the Slivers fans' hopes up on that. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it to them. Slivers is getting, has been getting talked about a lot right now because we're back in Dominaria. Just... Don't, don't get their hopes up because then you're just going to have... They're going to be all disappointed. Along with the regular draft set and collector boosters, there are going to be, this is the introduction of the Jumpstart sets, uh, Jumpstart boosters that are going along with uh, Premier sets, uh, meaning standard sets. And the Jumpstart boosters return with Dominaria, joining draft set and collector boosters as booster type from among the Premier sets, featuring two foil basic lands, two rares, one new rare unique to the Jumpstart booster release, and one rare or mythic rare from Dominaria United, and 20 total magic cards. There are 10 themes, two for each of the five colors, to mix, shuffle, and play. So in white, you have Coalition Corpse and Coalition Legion. Blue, you have Mystic mischief and arcane mischief in black you have totally ruthless and totally merciless red you got ready to charge and ready to attack green beast territory and monster territory two jumpstart boosters are one that everybody needs there's going to be the pre-release that's happened between the 2nd and the 8th of september and the, the those basic lands that they talked about there are a new new style that look very beautiful oh you're here those watching the live stream look at these beautiful lands they're stained glass theme basic lands they and these are not the only cards in dominary united that are going to have this treatment here but these are the first five that they showed in this treatment of stained glass so whew. you know what i think i figured it out why i get so pissed off at the basic land secret layers because there are sexier fucking lands that come in packs yeah, yeah. I mean, you can look at uh, Streets of New Capenna, and arguably they are those Streets of New Capenna ones, definitely more beautiful than I don't know the Godzilla land. I don't know the the brutal as fuck ones or whatever those metal ones. Those were pretty yeah. good, but that's just my personal opinion. Shit like the, yeah. the Bob Ross people are probably like Bob Ross, but I think these are better than the Bob Ross lands. Well, and like the ones you brought, like the two of the ones you brought up, the Godzilla ones and the Bob Ross ones, those are very niche. Like. Oh look, Godzilla! Uh, Godzilla creatures in the background. Oh hey, these are arts done by Bob Ross. Whereas like the Pixel Land, uh, the Pixel Lands, all that, the all those ones, 80s, no shades or whatever, no shapes included. Um, like that. That's the thing. Like they're cool arts and everything, but it's again, it just goes back to that price. Where hey, cool, I can get awesome lands. And some other cards for the value. Those Windows 98 lands, Monty Moo, were a secret lair. Um, oh, God, what was the name of that one? But I think, I think that it was, one was like Pixels Dot or whatever. Was that the Pixels one? Yep. That one came out, or you, you had the chance to buy in the secret lair in November, I think, last year. Yep. That one's been, been out for a while. But yes, and then they, that's the other cool thing is uh, they put the secret layer lands or these lands into arena for arena players to uh, to play more. Yep. And then, yep, the happy little gatherings are the Bob Ross ones. Yes. Boy, dude, these look fucking good. Oh, go up here and show off these Return of the Legend cards here so that way people can see them. 
yeah, if you get your hand on some of those secondhand, I bet those pixel lands you could probably get at a reasonable price. They're not like the ones that people are like truly searching for compared to some of the other like basic yeah. lands. Like I think, I think it's arguably that the Dracula lands would probably be more uh, enticing for some people. And then yeah, like, Dracula, again, the Godzilla, the Bob Ross ones. Yeah. Like uh, those ones that have some kind of like name attached, associated with them being Bob Ross or Godzilla or Dracula. Those are going to be harder to maybe get than no shapes included the the pixel lands all that but i don't know if you get them you gotta let us know send send us a picture i'd love to see like what they what they look like just in the hands of somebody there okay next up we have some commander decks two commander decks remember that they are taking place of the planeswalker decks uh we have legends legacy a red white black deck with diata which was original uh, the first time we saw Diata was in original Modern Horizons as a Grixis Planeswalker with corruption counters. Story arc on her is that she turned Dakin Blackblade evil or whatever. She gave Dakin the Blackblade. She's yep. a powerful fucking wizard witch thing that uh, has been on Dominaria a really long fucking time. You can't be a wizard and a witch. Potato, tomato, schematics, whatever. This is magic. It's all about rules. But, but this is this weekend MTG. We toss those rules out the window. Remember, uh, remember even with magic, there's an unless rule. Yes, unless Matt says so. It's no, a unless witch. a card says otherwise. <laughs> okay, so you got the Legends Legacy in the next one. Probably the most interesting name of a deck in a long time. The Painbow which is helmed by Jared Cartholian. And this is the art for it. I'm sorry. All I think of when I hear Painbow in reference to a deck name is WWE wrestlers. Are you ready for the Painbow? Yes, I went Macho Man or Andy Savage on that one. I'm perfectly fine with that. Listen here, brother. I'm going to not just put the smack down on you, but I'm going to put the pain bow on you. Going a little Hulk Hogan there, too. Yeah, a little bit. Don't think fucking Macho Man Randy Savage ever said brother. I know. He didn't. But the... Do, do, do it, g- the, give me some uh, no, Stone those, Cold Steve Austin. I legitimately, those are the only two ones that I can even <laughs> remotely do. And it's because they are the, you know, like, they are the first ones that jump into my mind. Just over the top announcing grabbing the mic out of the announcer's hand pointing at the camera catchphrases all that jazz yeah side tangent here real quick side tangent have you guys heard of death battle yes did we, we talk t- we, we talked, talked about, about this death in battle. the car okay. i was about to say this was recent thing. did you see the death battle of randy savage and the kool-aid man Oh yeah, because that was the thing that like connected him there, and it was like trying to figure out boomstick once if Randy Savage was or, or Macho Man Randy Savage was or, dead, or, or was it the Kool Aid Man? It's fucking hilarious. Oh. Highly, highly recommend watching Death Battles too. So stay off the black web. It's, it's not, not the, even the black web. It's no YouTube. I know it's not. No, 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 no. This is just Danny in his old man ways. Anything he doesn't understand is auto black web. Dark web. Anything that comes out of Matt's mouth that he's watched on the internet is oh, black God. web. Hold on. Hold on. Man. All right, Home Slice. You got anything else on these decks before we move on? 
Okay, so that's it with the decks. And now the next thing we have here is Wizards Presents, as mentioned before, just kind of like a celebration of all Magic the Gathering. We have an event schedule with the code names of sets coming out uh, up next. So you have Lacrosse, Marathon, Marathon Epilogue, Netball, and Off-Roading all in 2023 Q1, Q2, Q3, and Q4. Pictures down below. Oh, shit. I completely forgot about this part here, too. I was just on a ball, and this one could have been tied up there. So... Just one more thing. We uh, quote: "We said Dominator United is the beginning of Magic: The Gathering's 30th anniversary celebration, and it's not just what you can find inside Dominator United. Pre-release events are designed as the fun first way to play with new Magic sets at your local game store, and the next eight upcoming pre-release event weekends will add something special to the mix." These are the first three of 30 promo cards available at the pre-release events celebrating Magic's 30 years. Each promo card is a reprint chosen and releasing in chronological order by the year it was first printed. Some promos will be rarer than others. While many of these promo cards will be in English, only seven will only be available in another language where Magic the Gathering is available. The first being Findhorn Elves available in German as shown above. So, Christian, Christian, check out uh, level with me right now. If you get your hands on an extra one, you just let me know. Send it on over. So this is this is what they look like. They're like the original printing old art with the uh, the promo star, and they're going to be foiled. They're stamped as well with the year that they came out, and it's going to be going in order from there. They look really cool. This is definitely uh, this is definitely a cool gimmick for them to do to entice players, collectors, and stuff to participate in these events. Try and get these cards. And, and, and this is all, if I remember correctly, Blake was talking about this is kind of one of those things that are going to be while supplies last as well as the events, the, the, the specific events that these are going to be sent out for happen. So really be in contact with your LGS when these events come up to see how, how much supply they have of these cards for you to be able to get them. Yep. All right. Up next in the news, we've got Jumpstart 2022. It's coming back December 2nd, 2022. The new Jumpstart experience brings more themes and brand new cards to mix and match in wild combinations. More information about what exactly will be included on the set will be revealed soon, but for now, you can think of this as the fastest way to jump into magic. I think this was another one that's going to be announced more at the Wizards Presents panel, August August 18th. Yep. Hey, look at that. We're already back to Danny. Half hour later. Man. It's, it's about right. It's about right. Oh, yeah, hold on. I, I, I know it's it's, it's <laughs> fair because you're talking. To be fair, to be fair, there's a lot of news that came out with Dominaria specifically there. A lot of shit. Holy shit! Are we reading this entire thing? No, you're, you're gonna go. It. You're gonna go down. We got to get ourselves back on track on putting these notes that we would want to talk about in some of these things. I know. I definitely missed those. This one. I think they. I think I put up the wrong article. Then, oh my because, god! Were you mainly talking about the stamps? Yeah, or wanting the, to talk the, about the stickers. It was just uh, talk. It, it was more of Mark Rosewater at the San Diego Comic Con did a bunch of his uh, release information on what was happening yep. in Infinity, and one of the things that Infinity is doing differently that people are kind of uh, thinking is the reason why there was such a delay from the. Uh, they're thinking, but it's also been confirmed as one of the reasons why Infinity had such a d- delay to get put out into print from August or April 1st to now October 7th. 
yep. is that the company, the, the okay, start off stickers. There's going to be stickers on cards in Infinity. It's yeah. it it seems like a good idea, except for the fact of how are you supposed to take those stickers off those cards once you place them? Uh, same as like a sticky note. All right. So, how long is that sticky? Sticker supposed to be sticky. Let's look at the people that got the the golf golf lands, because I'm assuming. I mean, that's a sticker. It has to be fucking close, like adhesive sticky wise. Ooh, Monty, with those jumpstart packs, did you open them? Did you get any fun cards out of them? Anything? What? Huh? Hmm. 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 Yeah, just get the uh, uh, let's see, Frexian and Goblins are big ones. Was Vampires and Unicorns the other ones? Yep, Vampires was one of the other ones. Okay, da, 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 change to black border. So, uh, quick reminder: Infinity has a change. There's going to be black border card. They're all black border, uh, but only a few of them that don't have a Acorn Hollow sticker at the bottom, Hollow stamp or whatever at the bottom are eternal legal. Acorns not. Uh, God, I'm trying to find the thing on the fucking <sighs> timeline stickers. Introduce stickers for names, art, abilities, and stats, allowing players to create new cards. There are 48 sticker sheets. You can only put a sticker. You can only put a sticker on cards you own. The glue is like a post-it note glue, so it won't damage the card and is reusable. Uh, sticker kicker is really related really mechanic. You may pay an additional one as you cast this spell. If you do, you get a ticket. Then you may put a sticker on it. Do, do, do. Let's see. Where's the most newest updated? <clears throat> stuff on this but anyways just another gimmick that people have to remember instead of instead of just having little uh little punch out cards they have to give you no stickers i don't know it's an interesting thing for them to try out and i guess i'm fine with them trying out it's it's been commented on a few times of like how dice and rolling were a thing that were just on unsets but then came out in a premiere set so there are other people that are talking like how long is it going to be before we start getting stickers and premiere stats then? But that's like, but, ma- that's magic players like looking at, oh, the world is ending. The, the rolling of dice was, uh, well, the original was what? Um, Unfinity. Carrick. Uh, original. Is, it, was, is his name Carrick? What's his, the guy with Kirk, thumbs? Kirk. Yeah. Kirk the thumbless. Uh, Coin flipper and then his other thumb is dice rolling. Yep. And then D&D. Well, obviously it's D and D, so it has to have dice. Yeah, which is which is which right. is fine. Like that's so, not that big of a stretch. But there are people that are worried because of this. Like, is it yeah. setting a precedent that we're probably going to be getting stickers in a premiere set? But that's like if you think so. Relationship. Stickers is just another thing of punch out cards or punch out abilities from what was it? A couple sets ago, a couple years ago. Well, we had uh, Ikoria, oh. and then there yeah, the brick counters from Amonkhet. Yeah, it was just... Oh, every deck had, or every box had, like, 15 of those punch-out cards. So, no. One quick thing with the stickers is what I was kind of, like, get, beginning to state a little earlier. The reason for the delay is because the original uh, company that was making the glue for these stickers went out of business, and they had... Uh, Wizards of the Coast had to try and find a new source to get this posted note adhesive glue. Oh shit. I made that the wrong color. That's supposed to be you because it's 
Oh, because it's, it's, their it's earnings. A, it's the earnings <laughs> stuff. I just realized that while you were All right, sitting there, so, I'm like, oh, so no, it wasn't for, supposed to be me. It was supposed to be you. So for our new listeners, or at least ones that are jumping on our Twitch for the first time, um, either you guys know or you don't, I, I like talking finance stuff, especially when it's the real world finance, because I do own stock in Hasbro as a nifty way for me to try to win an argument with my wife of if I bu- actually buy magic cards, I'm just paying myself because it comes back to me in the form of stocks. I haven't tried the argument yet. I'll let you guys know how it goes when I ever have to first do it. Live updates. We'll, and maybe we'll be the first ones to tell you. Maybe uh, Garrett will be coming here and he just got like a swollen cheek or something. Yeah, probably. Not a face cheek, a butt cheek. And he's going to be like <laughs> sitting off kilter on his chair. All right. So uh, this is coming from a Twitter post from Hipsters of the Coast. In today's Q- Order 2 2022 investor call, Hasbro says it generated... $419.8 million of revenue in the quarter, resulting in 225.6 profit for the quarter. And then Wizards of the Coast revenue grew by 15% in that. And then you have another article. Um, this one just goes into how Hasbro beats profits estimated on tabletop game demand with higher prices. So they specifically in the article already addressed that the profit riding strong from its demands for Magic the Gathering trading card game and the increased prices. Adjusted net earning rose 10% to $160.6 million. On a per share basis, the company earns a... Dollar fifteen beating analyst estimates of ninety four cents per share, according to data. Net revenue rose one percent to that one point three four billion with a B in the quarter ending on July twenty sixth. And then the article goes a little bit further into how a lot of this can be attributed to Magic the Gathering the card game and some of the increased prices that came along with it. Remember there was what it was it about 10% for Q1 or well, the, the we talked, was it during Q1 that we talked about? They were increasing the prices by 10%. 11% divided amongst the amount of products. I don't think it was actually during, yeah, it was during the last, yeah, it was Q1 yeah. at the end there. They were talking about the future for it and we're going to be starting to see Price increase of certain products, Dominator United being one of them, uh, Jumpstart not being one of them. That's supposed yep. to be getting affected. Uh, secret layers, no, I don't. Not think secret be, layers, yeah, not to be affected. But uh, the Commander decks, Dominator Commander yep. decks, are going to be affected. And it was then, it was all sealed product that wasn't specialty. Pre- yeah, premier sets. Yep. Um, so Infinity, I think, was one that missed that as well. Yeah, they're not getting the uh, being part of the eleven percent increase of uh, due to the supply and demand of their product, their their their, their supplies that they use yeah. to make the cards. But so you know, long story short. Wizards of the Coast is doing great for Hasbro, so hence the reason Hasbro stocks are going up. And of course, whenever we mention it, we've got to do a fun live stock update and see what it says. Hold on, before you do that, before you do that, did you, did you, did you see this part here where it says that Magic is 70 to 80% of Wizards' total business? Yeah. And there's a very North American centric, which is about 
75% of the sales occurring in the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. It's fucking huge. Right? However, my stocks... Holy shit. Yeah. I haven't looked at this in a little while. They've... Womp womp. Well, it's got it's below eighty for the first time I can remember. It's normally been sitting around eighty five dollars a share, but right now it is sitting at seventy eight dollars and ten cents. So it is starting to go down a little bit. So if you want to buy your Hasbro stock, buy your Hasbro stock now, I guess. And the normal disclaimer: Matt, Danny, and I are by no means stock experts. I strictly bought Hasbro stock on the, like I said, the chance I can somehow win an argument. With my wife of why I would buy magic cards. And you didn't do it too long after listening to the podcast when we were telling you about that at the beginning of the pandemic. Because I remember we were talking about it on the podcast. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm putting oh, words no, in, I, I'm putting in your words mouth there. I know you didn't buy it right, right then and there. I'm just no. saying, we were saying that at the beginning. It's like, yo, Hasbro dropped to 40 bucks if you want to get in the stock. And I think that was during the time where I maybe listened like every other week. Because I wasn't regularly coming on and guest hosting or, you know, becoming a host to those that didn't know yep uh long story short and chapman will sit here and say this is the CEO chapman ceo chapman says i just kept paying my way in but that's not how it really happened i don't even know how it really actually happened i think i just i must have been on the short list of or at the top of the list due to alphabetical order going, hey, cool, let's get Garrett in. You, you were, you're just the guest host the most. No, so no, like, no. hey, we're just going to take him. You were oh, on the, I meant for the guest hosting. You were on the short list, but you were taller than the short list, so we were able to see you very easily. That's why we don't uh, know where our other host went. He's behind, <laughs> it's behind Garrett in his shadow. He's, he's been here the whole time. <laughs> JB! Ooh. Oh, shit, did I sit on something? Because that's kind of important. Okay. And for the record, Chris Cox repeated at the end of the call that Magic Arena is expected to be available on Steam and consoles, so don't mishear him from so he didn't or I didn't mishear him earlier. Yeah, they were talking about in an earlier thread, they were like live listening to this and they were tweeting and it's like I'm multitasking right now and I can't remember if I heard Chris Cox say that it's gonna be coming to Steam and Consoles as well. But yes, Arena coming to consoles, Xbox uh, Xbox One and uh, PlayStation Five, along with Steam, so you don't just have to like specifically yeah. download the client off the Wizards website. You could go to Steam and get it there. But there it, you go. It doesn't make sense. Just go to the website. Uh, uh, you're you're not wrong, but it's going to be on consoles, which is I, cool. I get that. But I just don't understand why why it's going to be on Steam when it's on their website. Why? If you're, why if you're have... PC, if you're PC, why why not just have it? Because you still have to download to your software, your your computer. Why have headphones at Best Buy, Walmart, and Targets? I don't know. It's one of those things just being out everywhere. People, I don't know. I don't know people just probably want to like interact with Steam more than just going out and downloading off of a website. Yeah, who knows? So, but there you go. I suppose Steam Steam will control your money. So yeah, can't get hacked. I suppose. I think you're next. So bef- well, before we talk about this, well, what are we doing for time? Uh, we are at because oh, this one's gonna. It's more of a thought cast than anything. Recording an hour forty five, but take off twenty minutes from the pre show, so hour twenty five. Want to save it for next week then? Yeah, because yeah, it's more. Of, it's more of a thought cast. All right, then that's why I put it as a possible thought cast. Yeah, there we go. Because uh, I wasn't sure if we had a thought cast or not. All right, next then we're going to the country currency. Aha! Aha! Because Matt's a greedy motherfucker. I do like money. 
Money, money, money. Now to the contract currency section where we cover the finances of notable cards and their price trends. The main resource that we use from this is the amazing website, mtgstocks.com, who comes out with a weekly winner's article that goes over three to five cards that are moving up in price and three to five cards that are moving down in price. The weekly winner's article drops on Friday. We record on Monday. So if prices change between then and now, we will let you know. Let's jump into this. Starting off this week. God we- damn it. There's a theme to these. I'm just reading the article. Yes, yes. Uh, Arjun is this week. Yeah, Arjun is pretty consistently the one that's been writing the weekly winners articles, and he does like to. They like to, uh, you know, try and keep things like grouped together in things that they they see that's like uh, important theme. You know, make it kind of enjoyable, and I appreciate that. Seriously, go read the full article. All we're doing is highlighting this stuff, but uh, the in depth analysis is way more important. If this is something that you, uh, if you would appreciate more than us just rambling off about price graphs and stuff like that first off we have seed time it is green one instant you can cast it only during your turn you take an extra turn after this turn if an opponent played a blue spell this turn it came in judgment jumped up 86 percent and is at 1854 as of friday today monday market price 12 dollars 78 cents average price 23 dollars 99 cents very big discrepancy. A uh, quick reminder here. Average price is what uh, sellers are trying to sell them more at. Market price is what buyers are buying them more at. Uh, so sellers are trying to sell them higher. Buyers are buying them lower. Yes, typical. But a lot of times you do see like the, f- the happy middle ground of where it's like, oh, yes, this is the actual price of what uh, stores are selling. We are buying at where they're, they're more evened out. Foil price of seed time from Judgment is $189.95. European average, €5.43. This is not on the reserve list. It has not been reprinted. It's This is the only time that it's been printed during Judgment. Now, this card. We talked about a few cards last week in the weekly winners of cards moving up in price due to... Command zone effect. Yeah, the command zone effect. They are uh, moving... They are moving a prices aplenty. And uh, with their latest episode of Obscure and Unknown Cards, this was one of the cards that were on the list, and it is showing to be moving up in price. It heavily spiked at that point. And that's kind of it. Next card, Holistic Wisdom, Green Green 1 Enchantments from Odyssey that reads... You pay to exile a card from your hand, return target card from your graveyard to your hand if it shares a card type with the card exiled this way. So artifact, creature, enchantment, instant land, planeswalker, sorcery, and tribals are the card types there. So Friday jumped up 82%, was at $4.98. Today, Monday, market price 5 19 5.15 average price 7.95 foils going for 59.99 european average of a euro and three cents odyssey printing not reserved has not been reprinted since and this one if you had to guess why this obscure card moved up in price why do you think it would be would it happen to be the command zone effect? Oh my god, give this guy a cookie. Do you want ginger snap or snickerdoodle? Snickerdoodle. Oh, yeah. Always snickerdoodle. Smart choice. Yes, moving up in price because of the command zone effect. They were talking about it on their obscure cards. And uh, the fact that it's like in green to be able to like bring cards back and stuff. It's good. They talked about it there. It was cheap at the time. Like you could get them back in June and July for around $2. And now it's like 5 
So it's moving up in price. It could be something. Next up, we have Soul Echo. This is a card I'm going to have to definitely look at the <laughs> ratted text on it. White, white, X, enchantment, soul, echo, enters the battlefield with X echo counters on it. You don't lose the game for having zero or less life. At the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice soul, echo, if there are no echo counters on it. Otherwise, target opponent may choose that for each one damage that would be dealt to you until your next upkeep, you remove an echo counter from soul, echo, instead. This was printed in Mirage, only printed there, is on the reserve list as of Friday jumped up 48% and was at $4.80. Today, Monday, market price $3.33, average price $5, European average €2.88. Now, this one was interesting because, if I'm not mistaken, this was not mentioned on uh, Command Zone. Nope. That's uh, the only one. Yeah. So, uh, Arjun decided to talk about this card because wasn't really aware of it. It's a rare card from Mirage, is on the reserve list. As you know, the prices are easy to manipulate because it's a relatively low supply that will never increase. It's an old card. Uh, not being able to lose the game for having zero or less life is interesting since usually uh, open doors to, it usually leads open doors to combos. There's like Adnaz and stuff like that. Or you can have a card on the battlefield to put it you at zero life, for example, something like Wall of Blood, and then switch life totals around. So there's like combo s uh, combo abilities and stuff for that to exist. There's no like necessarily real reason other than just kind of a reserve list card that's kind of getting attention somehow from somewhere that's not stated here in the article. But that's it for the weekly winners. What do we have for the cheap pickup section of this? All right. So starting it off comes from the MTG Stocks Penny feature. Um, this one is showing an upward trend, so this is subtly at $9.25. It's the regular Modern Horizons 2 art that is moving up. So make sure to, if you've got your copies, get them. If you don't, try and find them. To those that play um, Living End, Merfolk, I think Azorius Control tosses this in there every yep. in like a one over two of in the side or something like that, so... But then we've already talked about this next card, and maybe that has something to do with it. But Tarmogoyf, specifically the time-shifted remastered version, is at $18.16, and it's trending down. Um, and there is a note in here, would not buy it now because it seems like it's going to be going down hard. But if you really want to buy this card, make sure you keep track of it. And last but not least... Celestial Colonnade is sitting at $3.29, slowly trending down, and this is the Ultimate Masters version. But you know what? I've got some Tarmogoyfs in my collection there, Matt. And maybe I want to add some more because, you know what? Tarmogoyf is a good card. It can go back up in price. Is there some kind of service that could alert me when it gets to a certain price? As a matter of fact, there is. Oh, please do tell more. Oh, I, I will. I will tell more. Danny here. <laughs> I'm gra I'm gravitating towards your energy right now to help me do this to tell Garrett about the amazing MTG Sniper, TCGSniper.com, <laughs> which is a price tracking website where you get to enter cards and magic product, not just magic product, any kind of project on 
uh, TCG player right now of where you can enter it in, get notif- want to get notified on a card moving up or down in price. You'll get an email, Discord, text message, or anything like that notification of when that happens. It'll send you a link. You click the link. It'll take you right to the store of the seller that is selling it at the down price or the buyer who's buying it at that up price. Or for, for the buying, it's like, oh, we see a bunch of these cards are now moving up in price. And then you can like jump in the market in there and like put your put your posting up there just trying to like ride that wave as well but tcg sniper they are amazing and they are super awesome folks super awesome sites and if you go over there and sign up if you haven't signed up yet and say that the guys over at this weekend mtg sent you you will get three months free of their plus membership their plus program which gives you 50 products to enter in on their on their site on your dashboard there their their uh, their free version gives you five cards, which is still pretty good. But it's worth it to give it a shot and try the the three months free. You don't like it? Remove your card. But we think you're gonna like it. Go check them out. TCGSamper.com. Thanks, Matt and Danny, for telling me all about that. You're welcome. All right. Should should we do a quick debrief on our trip? Yeah, I'm totally in on that now. Well, for those of you who weren't paying attention to our socials, and now that we're talking about it on the show, I will post some of the pictures. Oh, no, I did already. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I, we did a behind-the-scenes look for our Discord. We invented a new channel um, for the, our adventures down to Rochester to drop off the donations for the Magic Kids event. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we started it bright and early in the morning. Well, quick reminder, oh. the, the events that that uh, Garrett was talking about is the summer in MTG. We had a two-headed giant event of Double Masters where we had uh, 18 teams, 36 players that came, uh, donated cards to reduce their entry fee, and we had raffles going on that day. We uh, collected $800, and the card total, not just from the day, from, from the day was 130000 roughly of what we got yep. on the day of the event. But after the event, we got up to about 250,000 cards donated. And that's that's kind of speculation between Matt and I looking at everything and doing rough guesses in our head. Yeah, not everything was done in a nice easy box count. Some things yep. were like doubled up in there. So we just kind of had to like guess. And it's like, it's in that ballpark. Give or take maybe, I don't know, like 20, 30,000. Yeah, so like hopefully, hopefully in the more positive way. Yes. So we, we collected $800. We collected 250,000 cards. Uh, at this offense and so yeah so we started our trip bright and early um i was i was trying to be a valiant warrior and make it the whole trip without falling asleep in the car because i don't like falling asleep in a car but i fell asleep in the car yes he slept like a baby hopefully i wasn't snoring snoring. i don't like sleep breathing okay it wasn't bad but um, I didn't help the case. I played. Uh, I played some. <laughs> I played some lo-fi. I started seeing that he was dozing off there, and I was just like, uh, I had my normal playlist on that had like uh, punk metal and all that stuff, kind of like thrown in there. And then a lo-fi song popped up, and that's when he was going out. I'm like, I'll just toss on a bunch of lo-fi to. Oh, him, so this is your sleeping. fault. Help this is sleeping. your fault. I fell asleep. Damn you! He wanted to watch you sleep. You're, you were. <laughs> Well, and then the, so the joking part of that trip that I realized came true afterwards. I sent Danny a picture in our snap or in our group chat between the three of us going, help Danny, he's taken me hostage <laughs> or something along yep. the lines of that. And it was a joke. And then, yeah, I fell asleep and he just wanted to watch you sleep. Well, and I sat there and going, because then our conversation afterwards was Matt sitting here going, 
yeah, I thought you were going to be asleep until the cities. And he kind of had a sinister look to his eye. Like he was That's gonna, Matt. Like he was going to try to take advantage of me in the cities or something. I don't know. He was going to sell you. Were you going to try to sell me? Fuck no. Why would I want to sell this fine piece of ass when I could just have it for myself? I'm greedy. I'm a greedy motherfucker. All right, cool. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, you know, we, we made a few stops uh, along our trip. I I know we played uh we played some I Spy. Which, oh, oh uh, my god, there's so much I Spy. It was beautiful. Which, Fucking we, we it's so good at we, I Spy. He, we did a we did a nice creative twist to it. You had to I Spy the same thing, but you had to find a new creative way to say it was that thing. Mm. Danny, any guesses to what our thing was that you would see the whole trip from Fargo to Rochester? You would see it no matter where you were. I'll give you one hint here. It's uh, it it stemmed from a conversation on a Disney movie called Brother Bear. I'm just saying trees. Yeah, <laughs> that's like even before you said anything. Like before that, I was like trees. Yes, it was trees. It got fucking so, wild. Man. So we were just being creative on how we would try to give the hint that it was a tree. So yeah, we started with the obvious one. It's green. It's a tree. We went from yeah. we went from there. Learned, had some science. I dropped the uh, the fungus that's connecting oh, yeah. all the trees and that stuff cool like one. almost across America and shit like that. And then uh, the genus of trees was yep. was brought up. And so uh, yeah, we made a little stop, filled up with gas, got some energy for ourselves in the car, and you know, Matt and I fought over who was going to pay for food. I won in the end. No, Matt won- always wins. No, he won beer in the end. Yes, and I say that's a pretty good win. Yeah, I still paid for all the food because the jackass over there paid for all the gas. Yeah, he he's not going to take any of your money. Oh, well, that's eh, when we were buying breakfast at Subway. He's like, yeah, I'm just not even going to fight you. You're going to throw me to my knot. I was like, yeah, I'll just throw you to I'll throw you to Rochester and I'll throw you at such a loft that you end up there at the same time anyway. Yep. Yep. It was planned. I didn't want to get thrown. That wasn't going to be pleasant for me. As my, even though I'm high up in the, the stratosphere, just being a tall giant already. Being up there for prolonged periods of time without like hunching down to get like some earth dwelling yep. oxygen throws me off. But uh, no, and then we got we got down there. We got to Magic Kids, and because of some miscommunication, we sat there for a half an hour. Yeah, yeah. We thought uh, we we were told that it wasn't going to be starting till noon, and so originally we were going to get there by ten. That's what yep. I first mentioned. But then it was like uh, noon would be when they get there but there's miscommunication that kelly said he was going to get there at 10 but uh, uh jason said no it's going to be noon but kelly was actually there yep at, at so 10. so here we were so we were sitting there and i had picked up some donations on friday night and we were just doing the cool little okay cool let's see what the kids are getting because when like what people um maybe accidentally left in there all that kind of stuff which actually stems in the part of the story we had with kelly on the interview and we're just sitting there doing that. And we're going, all right, cool. People aren't just being, um, you know, dicks and giving a bunch of basic lands, like non-basic lands, commander staples, things like that. And it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And Everybody then was super good with the stuff that they put in. It wasn't just, yeah. There's rares, Modern Horizons 2 yeah. cards, Commander Legends. Yeah. There was a lot of good stuff. But then we had the revelation. We sh- maybe we should see if like we can like at least bring the cards in. Walk in, and I go. And I find out then later that was Kelly. Turned around, looked at me. Oh hey, how's it going, man? Uh, can I help you find anything? Looking for anything specific? I'm like, 
Hi, I'm uh, you know I'm with a podcast. We're here to drop some stuff off and do an interview. Oh, the guys from uh, this week in MTG. I'm like, yeah. Oh, hey, I'm Kelly. Oh, cool. <laughs> We're here to see you. Sorry, miscommunication. We've been sitting out there for a half an hour. He's like, oh shit. Well, let's bring in the cards then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little miscommunication. He wasn't upset or anything because yeah, like I, like, like I said. It, it, Originally it was ten, and then there's another thing saying noon, but then they were there before, so all good in the end. We got every we got the cards brought in. Kelly was uh, I don't know flabbergasted feels like a good a good word to describe how he was when he saw all the cards that we had loaded up in the car. Well, because I feel like for him it was kind of a oh some guy some schmucks with microphones <laughs> um, did an event and got some cards. Oh, it's probably just like the back seat is full or something. No, he came out and looked and he was like, the fuck? Yeah, that's a full car. And we we joked around about, we didn't know if you were doing your, your access stuff or not. We're like, oh, Danny should have came with us. You know, he could have sat on top of the cards or we could have just bungeed him to the roof. And yeah, Kelly yeah. goes into going, yeah, you didn't have room in there. Oh, you could have bungeed him to the roof. And we're like, fuck yeah. It's on the same page. No. Didn't want to be bungee to the roof? No, I would have taken Matt's bike. Oh, okay. There we go. I would have been mad at that. You just follow us down there. You would have liked the ride back a few times. Oh, but... God. Yeah. <laughs> that that was a first for, for us in general. Like, we were doing a mobile podcast interview. Yeah. This was our first mobile podcast, and, and, and I was definitely a little excited about that. Turned out, went off pretty well without a hitch. Recorded well. Uh, so... We now have the capability, Magic Folk, of doing mobile podcasting. We've always had the capability of that. Well, now we know we have the capability. That, yeah. is, that, 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 is, that is true. That we, we can execute on that capability. Yeah, there we go. Execute and know we have it. Yes. But no, it was really cool. We got, to, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about you, Matt. I didn't know what kind of expectations I had in my head for, like, what the space would look like or anything. But it wasn't that. Like, it was really cool to see they've got, it's not just, oh, yeah, we, we pile the cards up over there and then we eventually go through them. No, they've got a whole system, a whole process. Everyone does, chips in, does their part. Yep. They they have uh, certain boxes and stuff where they collect cards that are for their deck list of their Oathbreaker decks. Yep. So that way, because they, they make those cards yep. and stuff. Um, I don't know how, how much detail we want to go into uh, without really spoiling the whole interview here, without saying... Check out next week. Uh, I'm expecting Sunday night to have the episode, our, our interview with Kelly of Magic Kids, out, edited, for all your listening enjoyment. But no. Oh, well, and, and we don't have to go too far into it. We can avoid the interview other than also, too, uh, we got to do an interview in a tornado watch. Yeah. Yes, we did. We were not expecting that. On our way down, uh, Garrett checked the weather. And he was like, oh, yeah, it's just like a big weather storm. It's supposed yeah. to rain in like some part of why we were there. Towards the end of the podcast, the interview there, all of a sudden the uh, we heard rain on the windows. And it's like, yep. oh, this is the rain and yep. stuff. But then all of a sudden the tornado sirens go off. No, it wasn't even the sirens. It was our phones. Oh, Yours right. and my phones yeah, our went Our phones off. went off. That's what it was. Right in the middle of the interview. So keep that in there so you can just kind of go. And that's where we had the tornado watch. Yes. Um Went off and we both like we both looked at our phones going, What the fuck's going on? Oh hey, cool. We're in the middle of a tornado watch or a warning or whatever. Yeah, I was not expecting that at all. But we're, no we're safe. 
Yeah, we're safe. Obviously, we're here. We're not talking <laughs> to you from the beyond, and Danny's channeling some kind of psychic or... Danny, are you psychic? I'm not going to tell you if I am or not. Okay, then. I can live with that mystery. <laughs> yeah, you better. <laughs> but no, um, ultimately, end of the end of the whole thing, like, Matt and I were talking, like, this is a cool experience, and I posted it up on our thing. Like, truly, it was an awesome experience. We got to meet a cool person. Yeah, Kelly, 10 out of 10 dude. Like, he's fucking, he's a bamf. He is a badass motherfucker. And I have a funny feeling we will, for those in the area, maybe here's a little tease. Oh, giving some tease. Maybe, maybe his presence will be seen in this area. I know that's something we kind of talked about during the interview is possibility of him making his way up here and checking out Fargo. Mainly he wants to check out the karaoke scene. Yeah. Like that's a fun part of the interview too. So. Dude, uh, listen to that interview. Be patient. Uh, like I said, it'll be coming out next week. Sunday is my goal. Sometime in that day. But like the trip was awesome. I If there was one thing I could change, it would be maybe finding a different way for us to travel. Like if there was a train option where we could sit and play while we're Amtrak. traveling. Yeah. You yeah. can take Amtrak from here to cities. But oh, but yeah, doing yeah. that yeah. in yeah. a, a time effective manner too. So, you know. That yeah, that an Amtrak from here to Minneapolis is probably a six to seven hour trip. Yeah. So it it'd be a good six to seven hour trip though. We'd probably play a lot of magic, drink a lot of beer. So Yeah. True. But speaking of beer. Oh yes, the and way home was pretty dope. We, uh, I, we, I, I we, kidnapped Garrett there yeah, for a hot second. I, he really, really twisted my arm. Took took me against my will, and there is no monotone sarcasm in my voice for this effort. No, yeah, we went to uh, we made a quick stop in Wisconsin for those of you not familiar with the area. Jumped the border to Hudson. When you go over to Wisconsin, you have access to wonderful spotted cow beer that can only be sold in Wisconsin. Yes, it's so, a cream ale. So as soon as we pulled in, I have a funny feeling that the the shop owner knew exactly where we were going because he met us back there. Yes. You guys looking for anything? You guys from out of town? You in town? Yeah, we're out of town. Yeah, I got to get that spotted cow, don't you? Yes. But then we, uh, we perused a little bit and got a few other things. We exchanged uh some beers so that way matt and i could instead of buying four packs of everything maybe we wouldn't like it we just did i'll buy this four pack you buy this four pack was the agreed upon statement until matt was an asshole what did i do you paid for all the beer oh i thought you were saying that i jacked some beers like no it was all equal no you you paid for all the beer you it was all equal he gave you half and he paid for it (laughs) (laughs) that is equal you you kind asshole you went, you How went. dare you, sir? Give me free beer is well, what Garrett's telling you right now. And I'll do it again. You know, <laughs> he does it every Monday. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, sir. I told you we will have this gentlemanly, kind guy off, and I will win. I don't know. If we're, if we're going to end, if we're going to be tallying win. up right now, I think I might be in the lead. You will win this round only. Okay. We already have to remember he pays for his friends. Yes, we've talked about this before. And I've told him he doesn't need to pay for my friendship. 
and yet you're still here because I just bought you the beer. You feel bad because I bought you the beer. That's my that's my fucking thing. He wants he wants he wants a, he wants you so pissed off. You keep coming back just to try to one up him, mother, just so he can one up you again and have it over your head. This motherfucker well, just keeps or, me or, shit. Now I just got to be forced to be here with this mother. Exactly. Or that's that's, it. that's how Matt Or works. his his thought process was this time around. God damn it. Garrett doesn't take me up on having free beer at the house ever. He brings his own. He brings a cooler. I'm going to get the motherfucker because then the beer that's in his cooler, I paid for it. Oh, smart move. That was a, oh, that was a long play, wasn't good, it? You Good good, Matt for thinking oh, that out. Way to go. Way good to go, past Matt. Like, like I said, he just plays that chess move. <laughs> How much spotted cow you got left? Oh, I, I haven't been. He's not an alcoholic. Oh, no. I had plenty during golf yesterday, though. <laughs> Brought some for my buddy because I knew he'd uh, forget the beer. Oh, so, and this mm. is the other thing you didn't mention. This is your first time actually picking up Spotted Cow yeah. yourself. Yeah, so I was talking with Matt. This is um, more, more often than not, I have friends that go to Wisconsin more often than I get down there mm-hmm. to entertain the idea of going. So Matt got to be with of uh, popping my, buying my own Spotted Cow cherry. Of which I still haven't done, technically. <laughs> you picked it up. You son of a bitch. He he's such a tease, isn't he? It gives you another reason to be in with, be stuck in a car with me for four hours. I'm not he, fucking going in a car with you this he, time. I'm gonna just go get it myself. He brings you right to the edge of the cliff and just leaves you there. You fucking blue balled me, you dick. Just right on the edge and just nope. I'm done. I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they call me uh, Long Con Edge Matt. Go make me the sandwich. Well, magic folk, make me a sandwich, please. I think I think with that uh, we're, we're at the end of the episode here. Yes. I think we've been there for a while. Okay, are are we edging this one too? <laughs> we no, we're the... ending this one. Oh, we're not end. edging it. it was thank past you. the climax. Thank you to all you legendary magic folk for making it to the end of episode one. Did I even say what the episode was? One forty-seven. I don't think I said that. No, you didn't. Episode one forty-seven. There you go. Episode one forty-seven of this week in MTG. Big thank you for making it to the end. Hopefully you enjoyed it. If you did, let us know. If you didn't, let us know. Just know we'll probably like cry or something a little bit there. Matt, well, no, we'll just ask you how we can do better. Uh, yeah, that's probably the best thing. Also, cry. I don't think we say this enough, but did you rate review us. I, I've been listening to some uh, rate uh, review oh, us follow us on social medias join the discord yeah you'll get that spiel here as the the music and stuff ends but hearing our sultry voices saying it specifically uh, big thank you to our patrons who support this content monetarily you guys again we, we say this a lot but you guys are truly badass motherfuckers for thinking that this shit that you listen and non-patreon members also that are listening to is like worth supporting anyway that, that you do it's greatly appreciated uh, you don't need to like do that support us just by jumping in the discord we think that's we think that's just cool we'll jump in the discord and, t- and talk with us uh big thank you to jdub sports cards and gaming for sponsoring the podcast and if you're looking for anything magic related go check them out now do you, do you have anything else you want to add to this podcast i got nothing danny no oh there we go and with that magic boat we will catch you next time see ya bye Congratulations, you made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. 
You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much. Are you ready for the pain bow?